welcome back everyone. We are Honest Iceland, your Icelandic friends. From Iceland. And from Germany. Every week we share with you great stories. Little known mysteries. And how to explore the island like a pro. Get to know its inhabitants, their everyday life and what makes Iceland so unique. Honestly, I think this episode is going to be pretty nice. Yeah, because this week we're talking about our experience uh, from last weekend. Yeah. We've been to the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, went to the Blue Lagoon. And we want to share with you, is it worth it to go to the Blue Lagoon? Um, what are the pros and cons? And since we also spent a night in the Silica Hotel, we can also share our experience about that. And the highlight, the Moss Restaurant. Yes, definitely. So we we have been dining in the Moss restaurant, which is part of the retreat lagoon, which we haven't visited. But it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean we visited the lobby. <laughs> yeah, we've seen we've seen the lobby, so we've seen half of the place. Yeah, it seemed nice. So through this episode, we're just gonna talk about what the Blue Lagoon is, how to get there, what you can see around, and then we talk about our package so you're gonna have a a full review of the visit and you'll find out if you should spend all that money to visit the blue lagoon so let's get started i i want to dive a little bit into the uh geology of uh, the blue lagoon's surroundings and this gives you just a good insight and you can brag to your friends and families about uh, how knowledgeable you are. So, something that really catches the eye um, when when you're driving into the area is the contrast between the blue water of the Blue Lagoon and the black lava fields. Because the Blue Lagoon is situated, as you might already know, in the middle of a lava field. And although it looks natural, the Blue Lagoon is man-made. The water is a byproduct of the nearby power plant called Svartsengi. So the area around the Blue Lagoon is a so-called high-temperature geothermal field. And Iceland has several of these. In these areas, the temperature is over 200 degrees Celsius, especially in the top 1000 meters of the Earth's crust. And uh, in most cases, these areas are connected to volcanic zones or to a volcano directly. So the geothermal fluid from the boreholes in Svartsengi is very rich in dissolved matter, like silica, the white stuff you can see around the Blue Lagoon. So it cannot be used directly to heat the houses as it would destroy the plumbing. So it's used to heat fresh water, which then is used to heat the houses in the area. Now you have all this matter left after pumping it out of the boreholes. And the lava around the power plant is relatively young and porous. So in the end of the process, the power plant dumped this uh, geothermal matter 
uh, into the lava fields surrounding the power plant where it disappears through the cracks, at least in the beginning. But after a while, the silica filled all the cracks and holes, so a lake formed. And for a while, no one was bathing in this lake until 1981, a man from Keplavik with a skin condition started to bath in the water to see if it can heal his skin disease. And apparently it did. So but did it did it make it better or did it heal it? Did well, he did he no longer have skin disease? I was wondering the same thing. I'm not completely sure because I got this information from a geology book that I will uh, link in the description. So my information is that it healed his skin disease. I would guess it made it better because I... Um, it's, I like, it's like cream when you have an irritation. Yeah, as long as you use it, it gets better, but yeah. it doesn't heal it forever. No, yeah. Yeah, it, can, it maybe heals what is what is happening. But if you have like a disease... Let us know. know. Let, let us know if you were healed by the Blue Lagoon. We yeah. would really like to know. Share and your stories about your skin disease. I have on one or two fingers something that itches a lot and that uh, came through COVID. Thank you. The hand sanitizer made my skin really dry. So there is an area that is always a little bit uh, red and itchy. And I felt it felt really good after going to the Blue Lagoon. But of course, it's back to being itchy. So that's why I'm wondering, can it really heal a skin disease? Yeah, maybe not. But I, I also have some stuff on my on my neck, which got quite a bit better Yeah. after so bathing. It, it, so it does possess healing power. Yeah, uh, definitely. Just if I'm not so sure about being healed forever. So... In the end of the 1990s, the, uh, there were changing facilities added around this uh, lake. And it was mainly used for people with skin diseases. However, it is not completely known how the water in the Blue Lagoon heals skin conditions. It might be a mix of the minerals, the bacteria and the algae in the lagoon itself. Because you can see when the weather is really hot and the sun is shining, then these um, green algae is forming in, in the lagoon. So it might be a, a good mix of all of this. And now last information about the blue color. It's from the silica molecules reflecting the blue part of the sunlight and that's why it's so amazingly blue. So basically bottom line is it's it's excess water, wastewater from the power plant. Someone was bathing in it, realized it has um, healing powers and now it is a whole industry with a restaurant or two restaurants, with a retreat spa, with a, there were a lot of facilities added over the years, as you know. And now it's one of the most popular tourist destinations in Iceland, especially yeah. because it's so close to the airport. So yeah. either and if they, you're... They advertise themselves as one of the 25 wonders of the world. Yeah, but is this actually a thing or is it just a marketing <laughs> I don't know, there must be... I mean, why would they market then all the other 25 places, 24 places? 
What was kind of interesting is something that I read after I went out of the changing room to to leave the Blue Lagoon. It was a water test that they have to do every month, I think, where the water is tested if it's really still healthy or, you know, if there's some... There's a what? They're testing the water in the lagoon. Okay. And it was a printout of the testing results. Okay, I missed this. You know, if a lot of people wouldn't shower, you would have a lot of, I don't know... Poop. Not poop in it, but some bacteria that you don't want to have in the water. And the water was was perfectly fine, was in the green uh, area. Yeah, I did not see this statistics. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking into the water tests. I'm so just at relaxed. least they're, they're testing the water because you have to know there are a lot of people bathing in this water every day. So I, I just trusted them to have <laughs> the water relatively clean. They're not completely cleaning the water i think the water cleans itself but during COVID, while they had to close they emptied everything and cleaned it and i think that was necessary because um little spoiler alert there is some slick some mud on the floors and if you lift it up you have a lot of yeah it's probably probably collected yeah skin particles skin particles and hair hair, so Natural is always good, but you have to remember that natural also means natural from other people. <laughs> yeah, so it's not it's not cleaned perfectly yeah. every time. So, but I would like to I would like to see how they empty the blue lagoon because there's not like there's like there's a, no drain or something. yeah exactly there's not like at least we a, didn't see a drain. Uh, I don't think there is a drain, <laughs> but it's interesting. It it would be interesting to see how they do it. We'll just have to apply there for a job and so, clean it. So now it's it's pretty well located for travelers because you can either go to the Blue Lagoon just after you arrive at the Keplavik Airport, only 20 minutes by car, or depending on when your flight uh, departs from Keplavik, maybe not when it's 6 o'clock in the morning, but if you have an afternoon flight, then it's perfect to go to the Blue Lagoon uh, before and then just have one more relaxing soak in the healthy healing water before you go back home yeah and i mean like if you come super early they open at 10 10 o'clock so if you have some time to kill before you go to the blue lagoon we would recommend you take a tour around the peninsula uh, there's a lot of things to see there. Uh, we have Krisuik, which is a geothermal area that we just visited uh, just not that long ago. Not in this trip, but in our previous trip. Yeah, and I've been there multiple times and it's uh, it stinks. Yeah. It you smells really, really bad, like sulfur. Really, yeah, you really like bad smelling areas. But it looks like you're on Mars. It's pretty It's pretty cool. Yeah, if they would have like banners and, and tourists taking hot rocks and putting them in their backs then it would be like mars yes uh so other things you can go visit there is gunnukver which is one of the biggest mud pots in iceland probably the biggest one the biggest one yeah and it also operates like a steam vent so it's constantly just spraying out steam yeah (laughs) it's pretty crazy we but that one doesn't smell that bad 
So I would say that's pretty good. Yeah, and um, we have some cool footage that we filmed from this one. So stay tuned for cool footage Yeah. in video. Yeah, and if you are a lighthouse nerd, there is a lighthouse there. So lucky you can go visit that. And just further down on the beach, on the end, past the lighthouse, is a statue of the last orc. So, which is one of the extinct birds here in Iceland. Well, it's, it's, it's worldwide extinct now. Yeah, that's what I meant. But it was an Icelandic bird. Yeah. It's in Icelandic called Geirfugl. Um and I think it kind of represents it's it, it's kind of similar to penguins because they cannot mm-hmm. fly. Mm-hmm. So we had Icelandic penguins and we killed them all. So Great. that's not nice. So this is why we don't have any penguins in Iceland anymore. And another cool thing you can do is the bridge between the continents. Ah, yes, the continent bridge. So if you want to jump between the Eurasian tectonic plate and the North American plate, you can Mm -hmm. do it on this bridge. Yeah, and if you're from America and you're feeling homesick, just walk right on over to your (laughs) your tectonic plates. Yes. It will make you feel instantaneously better. So let's uh, talk about the package that we booked in detail. So our package was a special summer offer that the Blue Lagoon um, offered during, I guess, COVID times just yeah, to, so. to not lose more millions, billions of kronas. And it yes, w- just pour them. And it was uh, valid or it is valid now until the end of this month. But we just uh, researched yesterday, and our exact package is not um, it's um, not there anymore. No. But we can we can Probably tell you just the, sold out, I guess. Yeah, we can tell you the alternative. Okay, so our package was one night stay for two in Silica Hotel, which is the Blue Lagoon Hotel, and was the only hotel before now the fancy retreat spa and hotel was built. But a night in the retreat hotel, which we didn't do, is you, you cannot get it under $1,000 a night. And I don't see myself doing this anytime in the future. Probably never. No, because it's a lot of dollars. It's a lot of dollars. It's a, yeah, very <laughs> much. So, included one night in the Silica Hotel, which also uh, gave us access to the private lagoon which I didn't know how big it was or if, if it was just like a little pool or was it connected to the Blue Lagoon. So more about that later. Yeah, it's like a geothermal hotel pool. Yeah. Pretty much. It's, it's like, like a hotel. the Blue Lagoon. It's like a hotel pool, basically. But it's just in geothermal area with geothermal water. Yeah, and included in the package was a complimentary breakfast, a welcome drink upon arrival premium admission to the blue lagoon we're gonna we're gonna explain that uh, shortly what what that includes and uh, a dinner at the michelin rated moss restaurant and not just a dinner a seven course tasting menu for two and then i just see now it was included optional complimentary round of golf in grindavik 
Yeah, but we don't play golf. We don't play golf. So we didn't do that. So all this was included uh, in the package, which was translated into US dollars, 520 for two. And I calculated how much money we save to regular price, so premium admission to the Blue Lagoon with uh, the hotel and a seven-course tasting menu at the Mossas restaurant. That would have been 813 USD in total, so we saved 293, so almost $300. And we're just going to talk about, was it worth it? Let's start with our Blue Lagoon experience. The Blue Lagoon is not super close to the Silica Hotel. The hotel is about, what do you say, seven minutes? Yeah, it was a seven-minute walk. But I mean, that's pretty close. But And I mean, the walk there is nice. Yeah, if the weather is good... Definitely. Yeah, I mean, if there's a if there's a hailstorm, but I'm I they probably have transportation. Yeah, they offered us transportation, so you can get free transportation while you're staying in a hotel. They would pick you up and bring you to the Blue Lagoon. I want to point out the difference between the two packages for you, as it is right now. The comfort package, which is the standard basic package, so you cannot buy anything underneath the comfort package or and the premium package so as of today the comfort package is 43 US dollars includes entrance to the blue lagoon obviously one silica mud mask that you can get at the bar good luck standing in line Use of the towel and the first drink of your choice, which also includes alcoholic drinks. And the premium package for 64 US dollars includes obviously entrance um, and a second mask of choice and a towel, slippers, and you get a bathrobe. And then you get a table reservation at Lava Restaurant and one glass of sparkling wine if you dine at Lava Restaurant. Yeah, so So I I actually tried this and it's like in the booking process, they offer you to book a table at the Lava. And if you get it, if you get the reservation, you will get one one glass of sparkling wine. So it's not like they take a table for everyone that does it, but they like offer you in the booking process to do this. But for me, it doesn't raise the value to $64 because the only difference, if you don't want to dine at Lava Restaurant, the only difference is that you get slippers, a bathrobe and the second mask of choice yeah. from and 60 from 43 US to 64 yeah, and I think the the masks, the face masks. Yeah, one one additional is I think nine hundred, and another yeah. one is one thousand kroner. So, so that's like one six dollars. Yeah, one point six, and no, is it? Isn't one thousand? Yeah, one thousand is like seven dollars, six seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. So it's like seven seven dollars, fourteen dollars, roughly. 
So it's like if you if you do all the extras, I think you will come at almost the same because it's like okay if you pay seven dollars or six dollars for a mask and then another six dollars and then you would pay about twelve dollars for a glass of sparkling wine i mean in the end it's 24 dollars you pay like two dollars more the only reason yeah the only reason i think makes it worth it to get the premium access is if it's busy then you get into a different line, which we did. But it wasn't super busy. Otherwise, uh, other times I visited the Blue Lagoon uh, pre-COVID time, it, w- it can be very busy and then you just have to wait for a while in line. And with this premium package, you can get into another line. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's like, you know, I thought doing the premium admission would get you more than it does. I thought... I thought the drink that is included in the Blue Lagoon was only included for the premium admission. And then I understood it. It was like, okay, you get you get a drink and you get additional face masks. And then you get another drink if you book a table. So then I thought like, okay, yeah, this is worth it. But then it wasn't like this. It's like almost identical. Yeah, but I mean, we couldn't choose. It was included in the summer offer, the premium access yeah, with yeah, the yeah. hotel and stay. I think, I think with the hotel stay, you get the premium access. I think so. Yeah. Because there was an iPad in our room or a tablet. It wasn't an iPad. It was some <laughs> sort of tablet in the room. And it said like, our gift to you. And you could press yeah. it. And then it was like complimentary admission to the Blue Lagoon. And if you just want to stay at the hotel, so if you're arriving very late at the hotel and just stay one night and you don't even, if you're on the tight schedule, you don't even have time to do all of this, to go two, three hours to the Blue Lagoon and yeah. go to the Hotel Lagoon. Yeah, but so, we, would, we would never recommend this to people that don't have time. Because this is like a, you know, this is almost, I would say almost a spa. The Blue Lagoon is almost a spa. So if you go to if you go for a spa, you want to spend at least half a day. Mm-hmm. At least if you if you and I mean if you're sleeping there, then definitely you want to do. But I think I think it's kind of a like take it take it leave it package. You know, it's kind of like this. It's like if you if you want to spend the whole day at the like in the spa. It's like you might almost as well go for the hotel as well. Yeah. But and and dinner. In this in this package it it was worth it. But like I said, we'll 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 get to that later. But like of course if you want to if you want to do if you want to do a nice spa and then get a reasonable priced hotel, then definitely just drive over to Grindavik or or uh, Reykjanes. I mean you can also do that. There was a really nice hotel in Reykjanes, right? I don't remember. I just remember that the Keplavik Hotel, which is somehow next to the airport, is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, but don't you remember this uh, hotel that we... we So when we went to Reykjanes, this is a nice story. We went to a place called Café Petit. <laughs> and we thought like, oh, sounds French. Must be a very nice coffee house. Because we were like coffee house uh, snobs, 
you always go to like nice coffee house and Steffi looks at all the plants and points out do you think this one is for sale <laughs> even though we have like a hundred plants at home and so we went to this cafe petite this nice little french restaurant um but except it wasn't a restaurant it wasn't french at all and it wasn't even a restaurant so we went it was to, a bar i yeah, thought it, it was, was a coffee house it was a bar and it was like in the it was like in the back alley behind a really nice hotel <laughs> and the first thing i saw when we were walking around the corner was like an electric box with these like red party cups on top and i thought like oh my god what what are we getting <laughs> like what is this and then I saw the saw the place and then I saw a sign on top of a garage which says Cafe Petit <laughs> and then Tuborg next to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. And then we go in and it's like... The, the place, I'll, I'll give them that, the place is really nicely renovated. Yeah, for a bar. I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a bar. I it's think it's cool. something where people go in the evening. There are like... Uh, yeah, th- this is definitely the party place of... This Reykjane, Reykjane yeah. Yeah. I, I think so definitely because it has all the options I mean like okay you went into the bar and it was like very loud blasting music they have pool they have darts they even have tables with um, taps taps but not on connected. the tables no obviously not you probably need to pay <laughs> more for like that. a decoration no I, I think I think they can just connect it I think so must be it's a party place and I just was a little bit confused because i expected yeah. some you know yeah cafe petite <laughs> <laughs> and i mean like it's it's perfect i mean i think it's a perfect it's probably a perfect party place because there is like a you know the, the outdoor area is huge they they even have their own like smoking place outside but i mean so in, in the end what we want to tell you is if you don't want to relax in the in the Blue Lagoon, you can go party at Cafe Petit in Reykjavik. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like if you if you want to go if you want to go have a party, I I guess uh, we haven't tried it. I guess Cafe Petit is is the place to go. But it has really good Google uh, reviews. Yeah, because I think there were the people there were looking for the bar, <laughs> but uh, but if you want to go to a nice cafe, look a little further, <laughs> and you don't even have to look that far because just around the corner is a really nice hotel that. We don't know if this hotel is nice. We've just seen it from the outside. It okay. looked legit. So. It, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Didn't okay, let's let's get back to our <laughs> Blue Lagoon experience. So, with this premium admission, we, we were able to skip the line. We didn't have to wait for super long. We got a wristband with a color that we later figured indicates which package we have. Yeah. It was green. So if you see someone leaving the wristband, you can take it and you can buy as many drinks as you can. Yeah, so your wristband obviously is is <laughs> it's it's like your card. It's your card. Yeah. You have to the, pay when you leave. Yeah, and this is the yeah, and I think more and more spas around the world must be doing it like this. Yeah. Because probably. like how how do you how how do you get a drink? in a spa you're like bathing in the water you don't no, have your wallet no I think this wristband this wristband thing is a very very common the chip on the wristband is very common I think so too around, yeah. around the world it must so be so 
And if you have the pre-minute mission, you get your bathrobe, your towel, and your slippers. So I didn't take any of these items because I took my bathrobe from the room, from Celica. And I knew already that having a bathrobe and a towel will end up in complete chaos. Because you have hooks outside and inside. And I think no matter what time you're going to be at the Blue Lagoon they will most likely be completely full of white ropes and white towels. So it's impossible for you to find your towel or your rope again. And that's why I didn't take it. I just I just dried myself later with my bathrobe that I remembered because I put it on some hook that was on the far right on in the second row on the corner behind the lava rock in green over there. So yeah, somehow I, I remembered but this is this is some of the this is one of the things that are the big cons with this premium package. You really cannot find your towel anymore, and and for me, it's also a little bit of uh, a sustainability issue. That means they have so many ropes and towels to wash every day because people just hang them somewhere and cannot find them and take a new towel and take a new towel. So, I. I don't really see this being sustainable. No, but maybe people never wear them. So they just take them from the hooks and fold them again. Never clean them. I don't know. I do not. Yeah, well, they probably clean them because they have these like big laundry trays full of them. But I, I completely agree. I mean, like it's nice to have a bathrobe to just walk, ar- walk around the uh, like edges of the pool and you can like lay it down on some benches but the benches are very limited there's almost no seating official seating area yeah and it's one of the reasons why i wouldn't describe but let's talk about this later i wouldn't describe the blue lagoon as a spa because it doesn't feel exclusive no i really enough no it yeah, it kind of doesn't. For me, for me. That's just yeah, my it opinion. Ca- it kind of it kind of doesn't. I I agree. I think they're in between the public pool and a spa, a luxury spa. So back to the Blue Lagoon experience. So when you're through, you have your chip wristband, you have your slippers and your bathrobe and your towel. You walk into the changing rooms. Men are upstairs and women are downstairs. Well, actually, I found the upstairs women's room when I was walking out. When you walk in, on the left side, as soon as you walk in, there's a ladder that goes up for the women. And at the end, there's a ladder that goes up for the men. Because when I walked out of the Blue Lagoon, I saw it up there. Because I was wondering, because... There, when I went out from my changing room upstairs, there was a women's changing room next doors, and there were con- constantly women coming out of that dressing room. Yeah, I couldn't even find this room. No, so I, I, I can only rate the downstairs changing room. Sorry, <laughs> um, it's it's pretty nice, modern. The changing room before you enter the showers, it's pretty big. You have the lockers, you just pick any locker and hold your wristband to to the machine and it will lock your number and open it later again. So easy peasy. And if you don't want to get naked 
in front of other people. They're also changing cabins that you can close. So no problem for you, Americans. Or like just Anyone. body sensitive people, I guess. This is probably why they have the premium admission with a rope. It's for the... Yeah, it must be, right? Must be for the people that don't want to get naked. They can just go into a rope. Must be. Maybe. But we still recommend what you do is you go into the changing room. Change on your own. Nobody can see you. And then you go in your swimsuit to the showers. Go to the one of these closed showers. Take off your swimsuit and wash yourself completely. And then put it back on. Because you need to wash yourself before you go into any pool. Yeah. Always. Always. So, about the showers, maybe the showers upstairs are better. Downstairs, there are only a few showers. And when I walked out of the Blue Lagoon, after finishing our visit, there was a line of naked and half-naked women waiting f- for the showers. So, there were there are not a lot of showers downstairs good thing you had a gopro yeah (laughs) so you go into the shower cabins the ones downstairs are pretty small i even left the door open while i was showering because they were so small and you you feel a little bit cramped in in these shower cabins so now one of the problems that i think a lot of people will encounter is if you want to take your camera or your phone with you to the lagoon, you of course it's of course strictly prohibited to take your phone out in the changing rooms or in the shower. But how are you supposed to take your phone with you outside? Because you have to walk through the area and you cannot walk while you're wet. You cannot walk back into the changing rooms when you're wet because you're supposed to be dry when you walk into the changing room. So it's a little bit complicated. I took a GoPro. And I just took it with me into the shower and put it somewhere on the soap dispenser. Yeah, but I, but it's, I, it's I feel like a lot of people today are really experts in protecting their phones. They, you know, some people do it super well. I think and the I, best thing is probably to put it in your rope and hang the rope somewhere where you can remember. There will most likely no one will check the pockets in your two-minute shower time if there are any phones to steal. So I would recommend this. Just don't take your phone or camera out because this is considered really as as something where they could throw yeah, you out. People, uh, like people don't like when people have phones in their around. hands. It's like, it's like if you if you have a phone around people that are naked... It's like people generally feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and which here is in Iceland, fair, I would say. Yeah, I mean, here but in Iceland, it's taken very, usually very seriously. Yeah, but just so remember, just cover up your phone. Just, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would leave it outside unless you could see it, maybe. If you take it with you, you probably so already have some protection. One of yeah, these. Yeah, I think so. Uh, plastic plastic bags. bags around it and just take it with you in the shower there are not a lot of hooks which is the next uh, yeah, serious lack of ho- hooks hooks yeah that Strange. you cannot put your while you're showering of course you don't want to put your swim suit on 
on the floor. Yeah. So where do you put it? It's it's a little bit yeah, lacking the, uh, lacking these kind of things. Uh, and this so is something I don't understand generally. It's like why don't spas and places have like a hook for your swim stuff, you know? Because now, okay, of course, a lot of the time you can just put it on the uh, what is it called the faucet but now they have automatic so there's just a button you cannot put it on yeah, the button yeah it's a button that it uh, aggressively sprays you with water yeah. making sure you're all clean clean yeah but i mean i yeah i think it's weird why don't why don't they just put hooks there we can try to tell them <laughs> yeah. so so just make sure you probably want to take your phone. I can understand it. If you're only there once, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And I mean, all the social media around the Blue Lagoon encourages people to take pictures. One important tip that I would like to give you people with long hair, best thing to do is to shower your hair, to wash your hair, sorry, <laughs> uh, to wash your hair with shampoo and then put conditioner in the ends and then just tie it up because your hair will get pretty much ruined in the water of the blue lagoon it's it's good for the skin it's not good for your hair it dries out your hair a lot so i would not recommend putting your hair into the water but if you do just put some conditioner they they provide conditioner and shampoo in the shower rooms so just put conditioner in your ends and then tie it up and you're gonna be fine yeah, in in Icelandic, we often say to people that their hair becomes kattavir, uh, which is like barbed wire. <laughs> you know, this like spiked wire that you put on the top yeah. of the fence when you don't want people to come over. Yeah, and the worst thing, obviously, you can do is put silica in your hair. Yeah. That will, then you have to cut it probably. So yeah, and then you you're free to roam around the lagoon. It's it's pretty big. So if you walk through the water to all the areas, it will take some time. Then you have have your mask, your free mask that you can pick up. We had a line there, which is I think you will always have some kind of line there even if it's not busy. Because a lot of people want to get their mask. And even though it says in the premium admission we only had one additional mask we got all three of them so we started with the black scrub then we went back for the silica the famous one and then we could choose between some anti-aging algae which i took and some moist moistener moisturizer mo moisturizing mask in the end so we got all three masks so we always had to go back in line and the same with with the first drink of your choice there is one bar and you probably have to wait in line as there well are, in the in-water bar. Yeah, there's one in-water bar. But you can also go outside. The, yeah. There's one bar in the like, lobby as soon as you leave that dressing room. And that's why you will probably spend some time there just to get your mask, to get your drinks, to walk the whole circle. If you love to go to the sauna, you can do that. So... You can easily spend two, three hours, even more, if the weather is good and you want to sunbathe a little bit. You can definitely spend a lot of time there. 
So our Blue Lagoon experience was extremely nice because we had perfect weather. Yeah. It was 17 degrees, something like that. So before we go further on the pros and cons of the Blue Lagoon experience, let's let's dive into our hotel stay in Silica, where we got a welcome drink as well. So we got a lot of welcome drinks. Yeah. But we had it very late in the night, so it was almost a goodbye drink. <laughs> if you arrive, you have the option to visit the Silica Lagoon, which is the private one, or go to the Blue Lagoon, which we did. You can do both on one day, I guess, if you arrive early enough, or you can even do either at the next day after checkout. So it's no problem. Even if you checked out, you can still go to the Blue Lagoon and you can still go to the Silica. So let's 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 go into our hotel room. Yeah, or we we booked a hotel overlooking the Silica, which was like four rooms they could see, and it was like a little puddle of blue water outside the door. I mean, it was pretty visually pleasing. Uh, you can you can select, I think, three different hotel room views. You can get the silica, which is the puddle. You can get the moss, which is rocks with moss on it. And then you can get lava, which is rocks without moss. So those are the three views I think you can get. Yeah, something with mountain, maybe mountain view. Or something. Ah, there was one mountain view. That yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was like moss view. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like it's like why? Uh, yeah, but it was yeah, it was silica mountain and lava. Those were the three views, at least that I remember. Um, now we we got into a room. The room is in the back. It's uh, twenty eight. It's almost in the end of the hotel. And we went in. Room looked extremely nice. Um, and there were only these like minor things that are broken. Uh, it's like the TV didn't work, and I feel I think that's actually universal. In every hotel you go, at least in every hotel I go, the TV is always broken. <laughs> they do it just <laughs> when they see your I, name I on think, the reservation. Yeah, I think they literally just pluck out. I, I think, I think they must cut the wires. It's like after they install it because we went on a trip to Dublin to a hotel that they just built like the month prior and the TV was broken. <laughs> so I think I think it must be universal. But to be honest, we did not need the TV. We just No, no, no. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not it's saying just the it, fact did, that it, it did not work. Yeah, exactly. It it didn't do anything in the experience because we weren't watching the TV. I mean, we were there to relax in the lagoon and have a nice dinner, we weren't there to watch TV. Uh, another thing was that uh, there were three light switches, which are like touch switches, so not the standard flip switches. And only one of the three was working. Uh, thankfully, it was really dark, uh, bright outside, so didn't matter at all. And then it's just better that the lights were broken, I guess. <laughs> and then the bathroom mirror had lights on it as well and that was broken as well 
Um, so it's just like the the minor the minor things, but that's just how it goes, I think. Um, we we just want to mention these things because for this price, yeah, of one stay, you would of course expect everything to be perfect. Yeah, and it's like I I I would like to think that if um, if you have a hotel like this that you advertise as like a luxury hotel of sorts. Okay, it's not advertised as like super luxurious, but it is advertised as like a you know premium experience mm-hmm. kind of. And then it's just nice to know that they they check you know these like little things. Another thing about the hotel, uh, once we finish, uh, so okay, so one thing is the the swimming pool they have or the Silica Lagoon, sorry, um, is extremely nice. It's kind of like a miniature blue lagoon with just the hotel guests, so it's a little bit more limited than the actual lagoon itself. And you can also sit at the hotel bar overlooking the silica and like ridiculously nice chairs the chairs there are so comfortable um besides that we we got breakfast included in the hotel yeah so the breakfast was pretty nice yeah breakfast breakfast was good the only thing about the breakfast is that it was like a buffet that surprised me at least because now we have the coronavirus thing and everybody's supposed to try to not touch anything and stay two meters apart and and it like feels of course it feels nice to have this like laid back you know atmosphere it's like okay it doesn't matter we'll, we're just eating breakfast you know we're not thinking about this and I mean like they were cleaning the tables in between the customers I guess that's pretty standard. What I thought about is maybe they they did a buffet because now everyone has to get tested that arrives in Keplavik. So they can be sure that the people who arrive and got the two the, the double test are not infected. But of course you have to think that also Icelanders and locals go to this hotel and we did not test do any tests before arriving there but i think maybe this is the reason for it yeah and also there was a there was a there are seven positive cases from hotel ramko mm-hmm. which is one of the fancier hotels close to borkenes and i mean they had they had seven positive tests and two people that two people that i heard of didn't mingle with anybody except at the breakfast buffet. Scary. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I have to. I have to agree. The private lagoon. If you really seek this, uh, the exclusive feeling, then I would consider booking a night in the Silica Hotel because using the lagoon there, it's it's quite big. I thought it was much smaller. So you have space. You usually don't have a lot of people in there. And it's more privacy for you. Yeah. The changing rooms or are not as nice. But who cares? Yeah. 
or you could maybe go to the retreat for because I think they sell access to the retreat for four hours. So if you want like a private experience, you could do that as well. Um, and then you don't need to spend the night. But um, in like general hotel, the hotel was really nice. Um, and even though like the the hallways were ex- insanely hot because the, the, they have glass and it was super sunny, then I guess this is like a luxury problem, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the bed was so comfortable. I slept super, super well. Yeah. It was quiet. You didn't have any sounds of door slamming, stuff like that. Yeah. Which, which yeah. makes me feel extremely comfortable. And also, sometimes in hotel rooms, you have this sounds of, I don't know, water pipes or toilet flushing or anything. And I'm really sensitive to sounds. And I felt like there it was it was really nice but also maybe no other people stayed around our room yeah yeah there were there were some people next doors oh yeah in the next room um but i think also it helps that you have um it's single floor you know there's no there's no one above you or below you so you don't need to have like a you're everybody's on the same floor uh now so also, what is nice in the hotel is the free transportation, especially if you're going to the restaurant, the Moss restaurant. Yeah. Because the Moss restaurant is probably 10, 15 minute walk from the hotel. And you don't really want to go in your like nice clothes and high heels walking. Walking all the way through the like lava un- field. Yeah, it's like an unpaved road to, to, the, to the nice restaurant. Our experience in the Moss restaurant was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was completely amazing. We got a table that was, I think, two meters apart from from our s- surroundings. I I don't think so, but I I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was like so the the Moss restaurant is on. The second floor, I think, mm-hmm. I would guess. Of the retreat. Of the retreat building. Um, it has a pretty nice view just outside into the, like, moss field. Like a field of moss, probably where it gets its name. Uh, but you can also see the retreat lagoon. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing there are not a lot of people in the retreat lagoon while the restaurant is in operation. Because I think the restaurant opens at 6 I have no, I have no idea how long the retreat spa is open. Um, so the the only thing <laughs> about the about the Moss restaurant is we had to we had to reserve a table three times because there was some miscommunication, I guess, between hotel and Moss. So they were always asking us when we wanted to book it, but it was it was no problem. We just said the time three times and <laughs> then it was good i mean like it's not like that we had to wait or that we reserved it too late and we couldn't go at a specific time or anything so it was just like a little little miscommunication but uh like in the beginning you know and we even got a we we already had included a, men, uh, a deal and we had a menu 
to to look through anyways but then I, I think it was like you know took like 30 seconds for the head waitress to come running taking the menus and being like you know offering us like ah welcome to the most restaurant uh, you have this and this included and would you like to do wine pairing with it or is it, are you all good of course we did wine pairing yeah of course we had to do wine pairing they yes, have like we, they have we their were, own wine cellar it's like we were, we were that deep you know <laughs> anyways we already had the hotel the 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 blue lagoon premium admission so it was very visually pleasing starting with the menu it was all in in the same kind of moss green colors the waitress and and the sommelier the the wine guy they paid a lot of attention to if we finish uh if we already finished our food our wine i felt very well taken care of without without the, the feeling of being pushed too much, which sometimes is in a restaurant of the, like a high class restaurant. Staff is always around you looking if you like the food, if you finished and asking you. And, and this was a very, it was yeah, a perfect it was a very, balance. Yeah, of it's really elegant and like natural. Yeah. How it just went. It's like a, a good a good example for this. I feel like it's the, the Hard Rock Cafe. I remember the Never hard rock there. the hard rock cafe in Iceland is like you order burgers and fries and you have you have all members of staff all previous members of staff and the owners coming to your table asking you is everything okay do you like the food how is it going is everything okay and it just feels too much yeah but isn't that more like the american way because it's an american chain yeah, so I they, think so. I think so. But I, I just, I, I just remember I ate there once, and they asked like fifteen times if everything was okay, and it was too much, and it was just like, I haven't been there since. It was like, just let us eat. <laughs> so I personally don't like people uh, buzzing around me all the time when I eat in a restaurant. So for me, it was it was perfect. They were extremely um, polite, attentive, without being too pushy. So I I enjoyed it. The food was it was just it was it was amazing, amazing food. It was amazing food. It was starting with the first course, just an explosion of taste in your mouth. I just I'm a slow eater. <laughs> But I think I, I started to eat even slower. I just wanted to enjoy it so much. And the wine pairing with it, it was just a it was extremely crazy. fulfilling, uh, round experience. The wine, the food, uh, the music. I love the music. Yeah. I mean, normally you have yeah, the feeling they just true. play some Spotify playlist, but they played yeah, Björk, felt, they played yeah. Icelandic music. They this played, felt really handpicked. Yeah, some of my favorite indie songs. So I, I, it was just, I was super happy. I was smiling the whole time we were there. Yeah. I think and and I, I remember in like you know you had like course number two, which was like plum tomatoes, and you were like, all right, we're eating tomatoes, 
and you were like, I, I bet I know how this is going to be, you know, I bet I know how, how this tastes, like tomatoes, you know, come on. And then it was just like, it was so crazy good. I didn't expect, I, I didn't know you could make tomatoes good, like this good. How is it possible? I, I don't know. It was also with a feeling of... Uh, of love avocado. and passion. With love and passion. It, it was great. We can 100% recommend, uh, it. recommend it. And also how they presented the meals, the decoration around it. Yeah. Um, and and one thing we don't want to we don't want to go through the whole menu. Um, if you're interested in that, we're gonna upload material soonish about that. But one course I know that Ali absolutely loved, um, and you probably want to talk about it. Just it, the smell of it. Yeah, the lamp. It was so good. Yeah, the the lamp was grilled on a wooden lock. So they have like a wooden lock grill. And just when, because we were facing, at least I was facing the back to the kitchen. So you cannot see it, but you can smell it. You can smell the smoked smell. And it smelled so good. And they bring it to you and they present it. And they show you how they use the grill or they tell you how they use the grill to get the best out of the meat. And then they put it on your plate, and next to it you have lamb belly, which has been slow cooked for 18 hours. And with this course, we got the only red wine of the wine pairing, because of course it was wine pairing, so the wine needs to fit with the food. But I love red wine. I absolutely love it. And the the wine we had we, we were actually lucky because we talked to the wine expert afterwards and he said that they don't usually present this bottle or like this vintage of the bottle so this was a 2003 bottle and they said we usually don't have this it's very rare that we you know it was coincidence that we got this bottle but it was so good it was so good with it yeah, and in the end, I, I was asking during our our dinner if we can see the wine cellar. So after our dinner, they remembered and the sommelier took us down to the wine cellar, which is in the in very deep down inside the uh, cave, inside of some cave. So the stone surrounding it cooled it, it cools it down, and also they have a cooling system. Yeah, it's it's. Cool. It was just, you know, if, if you have this one experience that is just perfect from arrival till the end, when we get picked up again by the driver to bring us back to the hotel, it was just amazing. So thank you, Moss Restaurant. And even though it was kind of the feel of a once in a lifetime experience, one day I would really like to go and eat there again. But yeah, yeah, I would definitely like to go there again. But I, But when we went now... This was a Michelin uh, recommended place, but I would be very surprised if they don't get a star soon. So I mean, like, 
probably uh, after COVID, I guess. I don't think they're giving stars in COVID. I don't really know the Michelin Guide. But there are there are a few places in Iceland, but there's only one that has a star. And I'm pretty confident the Mars one will be the second. So let's wrap it up. Our, our pros and cons very quickly. And then if we think it was worth it. So like we already pointed out a little bit, pros of the Blue Lagoon definitely, I mean, beautifully located in the middle of a lava field. The moss, the lava surrounding you, you have the, the blue water, the healing water. Um, it, you can spend a lot of time there. It's close to the airport. Um, it's pretty extensive, so it's pretty uh, big. You have a lot of areas, even if it's a little bit crowded. You can always find a place a little bit more private. And what do you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really, I, I think I really enjoyed it, and it was a time. It was a good time to just. It's a good place to just go and relax, and just unwind, you know, because it's also for people living in Iceland. It's very short to go. Assuming that you live in Reykjavik, yeah. <laughs> or or like the capital area. I mean, if you live in Eilstadir. You can go to Husavik or something. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, like I say, I really... I really like this day. And I think all in all, I would recommend it. I would recommend doing it. It is quite expensive. Uh, but I feel like in the end, it's pretty... Pretty value for money. It's It's a little... It's maybe a little bit overpriced. But I mean, like, if you... You you cannot get anything close to it for a similar price here in Iceland. So yeah, uh, but some points you have to be prepared for is although for me at least it's like that the the marketing around the Blue Lagoon suggests that it's a very private experience. You have to be prepared that there will be a lot of people. So it can be crowded. Like I said, you will have lines in the beginning probably at the mask station and at the bar. And one big negative point for me is the plastic cups that they give out, which is understandable because if one glass breaks, you have to... It's yeah, impossible cannot, to cannot, clean it. You the, cannot the, have glass. Yeah, you it, cannot have glass. No but I would at least think they can use the, the washable plastic cups and glasses, which... Which is a thing. So you can have cutlery and and cups that is made from plastic but washable. Yeah, it's more sturdy like, plastic. So this Yeah, a little a little shout out to the Husavik geothermal pool. Yeah, they had that. Yeah, they had that, yeah. Um G G U C. So that's definitely something to uh, that can be improved if the Blue Lagoon wants to state that they're sustainable. I can imagine. I mean, there are a lot of trash cans around the lagoon specifically for that. So people don't put their plastic glasses everywhere and the wind just blows them away. They must produce a lot of trash daily because yeah. of these plastic cups. So and, that's a, and that's a big negative. Especially because it seems like the slippers they give 
are single-use slippers as well. So it doesn't it doesn't fit for me. It doesn't fit in the picture of this kind of spa nature experience, and then being so wasteful with the cups, with the slippers, with the towels. Um, so I just want to make sure that when you go there, you at least have you keep this in mind what your experience will be like and that are of course people with cameras like us so you will be filmed and photographed at some point with some selfie sticks if you if you're looking for an experience that's more private then definitely the the silica lagoon from the hotel or the retreat spa because the retreat spa uh, you're not allowed to have cameras or phones in the whole spa area And although we didn't do the retreat spa, I think this is more like the the spa experience of the Blue Lagoon. And the Blue Lagoon is more like the pool, taking pictures, having some drinks and relaxing experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the I think the only th major thing that I didn't like is the is the price of the Blue Lagoon Cafe. When we went to the Blue Lagoon Cafe, it's like they sell like sandwiches and what did you have? A wrap? Yeah. A like a vegan wrap. So it's like it's it's a little bit better than in the supermarkets. Okay. But it, but in the supermarkets they cost like seven, eight hundred. Two thousand. And I mean like this is this is like this is like restaurant. Like or like low budget restaurant cafe um prices for like hamburgers or for like actual sandwiches. So it just felt a little bit felt a little bit off to have like this you know, because you're in this like nice area and then you go into this cafe place which is like a self service booth kind of. You know, there are like coolers on either side and you just grab your sandwich and it's like very expensive. Yeah. So that was the only thing that felt like a little bit like, okay, you're here at the Blue Lagoon, you're hungry, where are you going to go? Yeah. So it was like, but that's, I think that's the only thing. In, in, in all, I think if you, if you want to go there and if you want to have a good time, just go for it just go all in just book like if you're looking for the spa experience i would just book the hotel just do the whole lot get dinner get wine pairing yeah especially Don't from the point of view as a visitor yeah um, I, mean, i know like that that some I, i read some reviews some people really hate the blue lagoon and hate the whole industry surrounding it and like i said there are definitely some negative points that should be that should be um pointed out but in the end you have to see it as a as a whole experience and there will always be negative things in every in every natural pool that you go in iceland and every swimming pool that you go in iceland and you just have to decide for yourself yeah. what you want to get out of your visit yeah but i would i would say that yeah the blue lagoon is i would definitely recommend for everyone to do it if you come to iceland everyone should do it at least like everyone should do it once but I don't feel the need to go there many times yep. I think if 
if I was visiting Iceland or if I was visiting some visiting some country and they had this like geothermal spa like like the Blue Lagoon. I think if I was visiting Iceland, I would go to the Blue Lagoon once and then if I would revisit Iceland, I it's kind of like been there done that kind of thing. So I would definitely not. I think the only reason why we go, like I've gone a few times, is because I live here. Yep. You know, and I've only gone three or four times. I just I just went uh, multiple times. I I didn't go my first time in Iceland, and then when I went, when I moved here, I went for the first time. The weather weather was awful and. I would say if it's very stormy, windy, you w- will not have a good experience because the water will just have waves on top of it and will splash into your face. So it's not the best experience to go when the weather's pretty bad. So that's why I went a few times. And of course, they're always changing something. I think while they were constructing the retreat, there were a lot of negative reviews because you were just bathing with the construction area next to you. But now everything seems finished. So even though it's a little bit of the mass processing feeling from time to time, it's everywhere. Every destination that is popular, you will encounter a lot of people and it can be crowded. But you just have to make the best out of it and just try to get a good deal. So that's our Blue Lagoon journey. Thank like I guys. said, we, we we will upload a little bit more material soonish about our trip. We have a lot of video material that we have to sort through. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, you, you're inspired to go to Moss Restaurant, which was the highlight and wh- which is why we would say definitely was worth it yeah. that we paid this summer package. Yeah, definitely. But it also tells you a little bit about about the, sp- the spa itself that the restaurant was the highlight <laughs> and yeah I hope you enjoyed the episode next week we're going to talk about Northern Lights Woohoo. the season just started so the hunt begins thank you for uh, listening to us and like I said stay tuned for next episode